Welcome to Sustainable Futures, the sustainability podcast from Kantar, the world's leading marketing, data, and analytics business. In each episode, we speak to senior experts from a wide range of disciplines to bring understanding to complex topic areas and to shine a light on pressing social and environmental issues facing businesses. These podcasts are designed to enable marketers to create sustainable futures for brands. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Kantar's Sustainable Futures webinar. My name is Jonathan Hall, and I'm managing partner of Kantar's Sustainable Transformation Practice. Now, today is a special episode. It's the first in our mini-series about Sustainable Marketing 2030, which is um, a piece of work which we have uh, done in partnership with the World Federation of Advertisers. And we're going to talk more about that to explain it. Um, so I'd like to uh, invite Michelle, first of all, from the WFA to, uh, to uh, introduce yourself. Hi, thanks, Jonathan. Hi, uh, my name is Michelle McAvoy. I am Initiative Lead for the Planet Pledge at the World Federation of Advertisers. And Aslam. Hi, everyone. Um, delighted to be here um, and, and chatting to Jonathan and Michelle. I'm a senior partner at Kantar's Global Sustainable Transformation Practice. In my daily life, this means actually thinking, talking and acting together with clients on uh, marketing sustainable transformation, more from the change management side of things and the other responsibilities, capability building for Kantar's ESG strategy so that we can close the information gap within Kantar to drive transformation. Great. Thank you both for the introduction. So, so let's get into the meat of it. And Michelle, I'm going to ask you first, can you just give us a bit of background to, to this work and, and, and specifically, I guess, what the ambition is and, and how it relates to what you mentioned already, the WFA's Planet Pledge? Yeah, of course. So um, for your listeners who don't know, the World Federation of Advertisers are an independent, not-for-profit membership body exclusively for brand leaders. Um, and the WFA are really committed to helping shape an industry that delivers an equal part for business, for people and for the planet. And I think it's in this context that we launched the Planet Pledge back in spring of 2021. So the pledge was actually born out of a report we published that year called Marketing Sustainability Closing the Gaps. And what that report showed us was that despite an increased effort in adopting sustainable business practices, coupled with increasing awareness of the climate crisis, both amongst marketers and more broadly, there were still some significant gaps which needed to be addressed when it comes to really helping marketing to become truly compatible with a sustainable future. So in response to these findings, the WFA launched something called the Planet Pledge, which is a CMO-led framework designed to galvanize action for marketers to help the world meet the challenges that are laid out in the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, but most specifically um, in and around climate. So yeah, that's the pledge. Brilliant. Thank you, Michelle. And, and so this work, the Sustainable Marketing 2030 work, what what do you sense has been the, the impact to date? So I think um, the impact to date has been kind of really at, at, at three levels. If we go back to the kind of pledge more broadly for a second, um, I'm really proud of the fact that 36 of the world's largest brands have signed the Planet Pledge. And I think in doing so, they're really signaling their commitment to helping make our industry part of the solution to the, to the climate crisis. Um, secondly, I'd say 
one of the areas of impact both in the pledge and within sustainable marketing 2030 is the fact that national associations around the world are really working to drive the pledge and sustainable marketing 2030 at a local level because as much as there are global trends and challenges when it comes to the sustainability agenda you know there are a lot of local nuances so that national association support is really key and then i think just coming back to your question specifically on sustainable marketing 2030 i would i really do feel that this report is an area that we're starting to make a real impact i think for me this body of work really invites us as an industry to rethink the ways in which we drive value and the role that we have to play when it comes to helping normalize new sets of more sustainable behaviors now that's not just externally um, with the people who, who who consume our products but also internally within our own organizations brilliant that's that's a great grounding thank you um so i'm going to turn to aslam now to just talk to us a bit about um what we actually did as a as a joint team yeah i think one of the things uh, first things that we did which i'm proud of is when we actually set the vision uh, clearly remember the conversation how far shall we go with this study are we going to be brave and bold? And, and we made a promise to ourselves that we're not going to refrain from asking the difficult questions and we're not going to refrain from saying the difficult things that are to be said. And I think in the end, what we reached is really, you know, the, the vision in, in a sense. And, and we will come back to that hopefully later when we talk about the framework. But what we started doing is a big, you know, um, literature search as well to understand what knowledge is available out there, what do we know, what do we not know, and, and what studies are out there as well that are, you know, around the similar area. And we then um, scoped um, uh, stakeholder interviews and we conducted actually 18 vision interviews with the leading CMOs, CSOs and site sustainability experts, as well as organizations across the broader marketing and sustainability ecosystem. We then explored and validated our learnings from that qual phase uh, with a truly global quantitative study. And, and I think it's useful to note that the way we structured the whole research, uh, when we did that, we also looked back to 2021 study that Michelle was talking about so that we could actually also report them on how sustainable transformation of marketing progressed over time. Um, so that's in a sense what we did. And, and just to be clear, obviously, this is both interviews and a survey amongst marketeers across the world. So this isn't a, a consumer piece. It's what marketers feel is going to be the future and how sustainability is going to impact it. Right. So, M Michelle, Aslam sort of referred to the idea of opportunities and challenges that marketers across the world feel. Could you dive into that for us? Because there was so much um, interesting content that came out. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll do my best to summarise the most pertinent uh, pieces of this. But I'd just say this is probably one of the, my most favourite exercises when we were creating the report, because the clustering of the opportunities and challenges was it insightful in and of itself, I think. So I think let's start with opportunities. So rather unsurprisingly, um, innovation and creativity was top from an opportunity perspective, with 57% of respondents agreeing with the need to innovate. But I think the thing that was super insightful here was 
there was this sense of broadening the boundaries or the scope of what we mean by the term innovation. So yes, it's absolutely about product and service innovation, but what we learned through, through the research and through the interviews was that this idea of innovation and creativity really needs to extend beyond products and services out into business model innovation, because that's where true transformation really can happen. And 55% of respondents felt that innovation will actually come from redefining new business models to grow sustainably. So, so innovation was key. The second piece was around education and really the fact that as marketers, we need to educate people about their choices and actions. Um, with, so 54% of respondents actually agreed with this insight, which I think reflects the need for uh, for us to really understand the impact that we have as marketers in driving and normalizing sustainable behaviors. Mm. Um, but again, just kind of going to, back to my point at the beginning, this isn't just about education from an external point of view, but also internally within our own organizations. Um, the third uh, opportunity, um, and again, so, you know, a, a distinction that's become much broader is the notion of partnering and partnerships. So I think, you know, as experienced marketers, we'll all know that partnering and partnerships really can drive transformational impact within organizations. And 46% of people in our survey agreed that partnering and partnership was key. Um, but what we heard, and I think the nuance here is that the ambition and mindsets in which those partnerships are grounded really needs to be correlate to the pace and the scale of the change that's required. So I think that's the thing that feels different. And finally, on opportunities, um, although I'd say probably one of the most pertinent ones that we learned about was this idea that if as marketers, we can shift from a linear to a circular understanding of value, that there are immense untapped opportunities for marketing as a discipline. Um, and what this really means is circularity, a circular mindset, because by thinking circular, we do genuinely start to get access to new ways of thinking and acting. And 44% of, uh, of respondents agreed that organizational value chain really does present an opportunity. So they, they were the key opportunities. And there's much more detail in the report. And I know, I know Austin will, will go on to cover some of this shortly. But thinking about the challenges, this was a big aha for me personally. I, you know, I remember us crafting the report and being so intrigued by the fact that the top seven challenges were actually all internal. And I think we had a sense of some of that going in, but I personally hadn't appreciated just how pronounced this was for marketing leaders. And what that left us with is this sense of if as organizations, we can't get our own houses in order, then the likelihood of realizing the opportunities that I've just talked through, you know, it could diminish. So yeah, top seven challenges were all internal. So let's kind of have a look at what some of those kind of key themes were. The first challenge was around this insight that truly sustainable transformation calls for a holistic view of success. And 35% of respondents told us that a lack of PL policy that treats planet and profit equally is presenting a barrier to progress. Um, so that's a challenge that, that needs to be addressed. The second piece is around, again, you know, we keep talking about this transformation, this need to genuinely look at quite holistically what we do and how we do it. True transformation needs resource. And 35% of respondents told us that a lack of internal resources was posing a challenge. Um, so this dedicated resourcing is going to be something that needs to be looked at for some people. Um, the third uh, challenge 
again, rather unsurprisingly, was capability. So back in 2021, one of the gaps that we heard was most pertinent for marketers at that time was a knowledge gap, this sense of we can't do what we don't know. Uh, and back in 2021, 20% of respondents actually said that this capability gap was a challenge. And rather worryingly, that was up. So 35% in the Sustainable Marketing 2030 report actually cited sustainability, uh, sorry, capability as a as a, a challenge. Now, there's two ways of looking at this. One of this could be that you know, as people have more awareness of sustainability, that there's just more awareness of the gap to be filled. Um, the other way of looking at this, and I can definitely reflect on it and, and relate to it, is that it can sometimes feel that the longer you're in this space, uh, the more you realise that there are a whole plethora of things you don't know. You know, the sustainability agenda is very complex, so capability will continue to be something that needs to be built in organisations both broadly and, and at depth. Um, so, yeah, capability. And last but, but not least was this piece around um, internal mindset. So 32% of respondents to, uh, to the survey actually showed that they are witnessing um, a perception internally that sustainable solutions can be perceived as costing more and that this is presenting a challenge to progress. So you know, helping organisations really understand how to work on that perception and actually prove the business case behind the sustainability agenda is really important. So, yeah, whistle-stop tour of, of, of quite a lot of depth of content, but they were they were the top challenges and opportunities that we heard, Jonathan. Brilliant. <clears throat> Thanks so much, Michelle. Brilliantly detail for us. And as you say, there's so much that sits un under that. And I think one of the things that struck us overall, right, was just how committed the marketing function is to this transformation. As you say, you know, we're, we are making progress, but it's not nearly fast enough. And over nine in 10 marketers saying that, saying that we need to act more bravely and exper experiment to drive the transformation and saying, you know, it's time for marketing to step up. It's our responsibility. But you know what? We have the right skills. So, Aslam, so Michelle's been talking about the learnings there. Now, out of those, we developed a, a framework to help corporations navigate the scale of change that, um, that Michelle's been describing. So could you just unpack that framework for us? Because this is really the, the sort of navigation tool, isn't it? Yeah, it is indeed. And hopefully we would like it to be, you know, the navigation tool in, this, in, the, in the area in the future as well, Jonathan. And um, I think it's useful to recap one very important insight that uh, each of us maybe talked a bit and touched a bit. And it is the internal behavior change, the organizational behavior change is as important as consumer behavior change for marketing to focus on. We've all experienced that in Istanbul, didn't we, during the debate as well. And and number one mission of that report has been actually to raise the awareness of marketing on the necessity of organizational behavior change and what that actually looks like as well, right? So and, and you know, in order to understand the framework, I think we need to look at it with that in mind. So we put in the center of the framework a philosophy, let's say. So and the philosophy, and I'll explain a bit, uh, is capturing the following thought. Marketing needs to move from a scope centered in the traditional purchase and use moments 
to a more complete understanding of and ability to influence the value proposition. And when we say value proposition, and I'm saying it in really Jane Wakeley's, the PepsiCo CMO's words here, is not just the value proposition to the end consumer that we are talking about here. It is really the entire ecosystem that a company produces its products and services. And, and, and this is actually, if you think of it, capturing the whole value chain implies the adaptation of circular principles for us as marketers. And, and when, you know, how does this change our daily life is with what we thought about. But if you think of it very, in its very basic form, if you think circular in daily life and holistic value chain in daily life as a marketeer, you make quite a couple of changes in the way you set your KPIs, uh, draft your strategy, execute your brand communication, and, and the innovation opportunities, et cetera. And that's what we did with the framework in essence. We put circular marketing as a growth philosophy in the middle, and we looked at marketing's core capabilities and, and identified in the report how marketing then should behave differently whilst executing them with that in mind. So, um, and I think the first one uh, is also not only my favorite, but it's really a fundamental one uh, to start with is I think value redefined. And Michelle touched upon it in the challenges. Marketeers actually did mention you know, the, the definition of success as the number one challenge, right? It's quite an important one to crack for us. And this one is part, partly about corporate metrics, yeah, having the right metrics, but also about the individual incentivization around those metrics is equally important. How we measure value needs to evolve, you know, to take into account the planet and, and societal metrics as well as financial metrics. And that is the way how we should think about our businesses as overall companies, and also our marketing dashboards as well as marketeers. So when, so when you ask marketeers about marketing dashboards, you know, they, many of them say uh, there is a big improvement in that area that they have actually the sustainability KPIs in the dashboard. However, the proof is in the execution. When you actually ask marketeers whether they think planet and societal impact and metrics in their daily decision-making, this figure really goes down dramatically. And also when you ask marketers about uh, whether sustainability KPIs are integrated into their daily lives, uh, this figure even goes to 42%, which is the lowest scoring attribute. I will take shorter time on the others, but this is really important because this is also uh, revealing one of the most important insights about the research that it's not necessarily about what we put on paper. It is actually put what is on paper, putting it in our daily lives that we need to start changing. And that requires real commitment as a whole organization, of course, uh, as marketing. So sustainability first is the second one. And, and I think this is really going to help putting sustainability in its execution. And that is thinking sustainability first, as the name implies, and putting it in the heart of our strategies. And when it, because if we don't do that, there's a big mismatch with the marketplace activation 
and, and the reality of the consumer perception, let's say, or the reality or what consumer perceives. So when you look at companies who do that well, who put sustainability first, you see that they are relatively scoring higher on three key aspects. And that is their brand contribution is clearly stated. Their brand priorities are there to drive sustainable action. And they're also in a good in understanding and activating the broader value chain. So the third one, the third lever is radical innovation. So we called it deliberately because Mark, I think it's very useful to note that marketeers selected innovation as the most important lever, uh, ranking it above communication, which was the number one in 2021 study. And as we, you know, innovation is essential, essential to drive competitive advantage and, and build that much needed business resilience as well, as marketeers put it. And it can have two major impacts. If we think value chain again, in the front end of the value chain, which are the purchase, use, and post-use moments, we can help as marketeers normalize a new set of behaviors for consumers to drive those sustainable choices. And at the back end of the value chain, our job doesn't stop still. We can actually link the value chain activities with consumer and commercial opportunities, which is what marketing is also great at. The fourth one, and which is very much linked to that last point that I'm making, is partnerships. Michelle talked about how we need to think about partnerships differently, right? And the key phrase that we used was, okay, marketing now needs to also look at the back end of the value chain. It is also their responsibility or core responsibility with other departments. So in, in our report, what came out is there needs to be a more leaning in by marketing with other departments internally to understand those relationship agendas and to be able to timely input to those relationship agendas that other departments are also building critical for business. And also get what is out of those agendas in time and communicate into you know, a consumer story as well is equally important. And, and uh, the last point about partnerships is it's about systemic change, it's about transformative change. Therefore, we need to think much more holistically and multiple part when it comes to, you know, building those transformative relationships. Final one is creativity into action. And, and the key word here is obviously creativity, which is marketing's core power, the magical power, isn't it? And, and, and that is very important because we need to now start even more using that power to help consumers change their behavior and normalize sustainable lifestyles. And, and that normalization bit is, is quite important because we first need to normalize sustainability internally in our organizations to be able to tell the world that it's normal to be, you know, to be sustainable, isn't it? So 71% um, of advanced companies in the research frame communication with a vision that's good news. So they actually do know what sustainable living looks like for their categories, whereas 26% of starters. And let me note here, advanced companies in the research were the ones who said that they were advancing their sustainable transformation journeys. And the rest of the audience, we call the starter companies. This is 
this is quite an interesting one because for the starters, even there's a long road to go. So there's a lot to be done. But what is interesting here as well is um, when you actually ask marketeers whether they have integrated sustainability into their communication processes, into their briefs, the way they evaluate communication coming from the agencies, the score goes really down to 40% again. And there, uh, you know, you can make the analogy with digital transformation. Uh, you know, when, the, when we unlocked digital transformation, it was that moment when we said, okay, physical and digital, we have one world, we have one brief, we integrate them all, basically. And with the same logic, if we don't think sustainability every time, we communicate or innovate, you know, this is not, this is not only, to not, you can say that not every communication is about sustainability. Yes, that's true. But you can actually, by, by doing that, you can ensure that you do not communicate anything that conflicts with your sustainability strategy. And that is equally important into, you know, equally important as communicating on sustainability basically, if we are to normalize sustainable behavior. So in a nutshell, uh, basically, it is about, uh, the framework is about, hey guys, imagine we put sustainability in the, in the heart of what we do, but we have, we have everything on paper, but how do we put it in execution is what the report is, I think, in a sense, focusing on when we talk about the levers of the framework. Brilliant. Thank you. So, so Michelle's talked about the opportunities and challenges. Um, Aslam, you've walked us through the, the framework and the levers of change. So, so what's the team been up to since the launch? Uh, you mentioned Istanbul and the WFA Global Marketer Conference in May. What's the team been doing since then? Indeed, Istanbul was a highlight in a sense, right? It was a big successful launch, we can say, with the world's top players, CMOs and senior marketers. It's worth mentioning that we had a very uh, interesting debate. Again, you know, I, I mentioned it at the beginning about, you know, whether it's about consumer behavior change or organizational behavior change, which was really nicely related to the core theme of the, of the report. And after that, we pretty much focused on raising the awareness in, in the marketing world by talking in different platforms. We went to Cannes and, and, and uh, you were on main stage, Jonathan, together with uh, Asai CMO uh, and, and Extinction Rebellions, which was, I think, one of the highlights as well in Cannes. And next to that, we talked, uh, you know, we run discussion sessions with various leaders and, and NGOs even again, in, in the area and we talked in four different platforms uh, next to main stage, which was, I think, a great success and shows the you know, relevance of the report in a sense. And we talked also in various conferences, which I'm not going to name there, but one of the other important things that we've done um, together with WFA, we started um, executing regionally. Uh, the report, so raising a regional awareness, with adding a little bit of a regional lens as well, and and that is really working out nicely, um, and and I think the, there is more and more demand coming for the follow up sessions, which shows you know a uh, great success in a sense, and and within Kantar, uh, 
you and I run a lot of client discussions, don't we? Uh, many clients came to us uh, to have client-specific sessions. So and we took clients through the, you know, through the framework and, and, and we actually then looked into the that organization specific challenges that they have internally really helps. I've seen, you know, the leadership teams in companies as well to jointly reflect together around the framework as well. Um, so those would be the ones. And I think the last one to add is we are about to uh, launch, uh, relaunch a benchmark to, to expand the database, uh, but also to give a little bit more color to it as well in various regions. Uh, which I think the audience will hear in the coming days. Brilliant. Thanks, Aslam. And obviously, a lot of that is about the transformative relationships you, you've both been talking about, right? Building coalitions around each of those levers to see how we collectively as an industry can really affect the change that we want to see. And um, Michelle, what, so people have been listening to some of the content. Um, what should they do now if they want to know more? Okay, so yeah, we'll be hosting a series of webinars throughout 2024 to really start to delve into each of the levers, as well as speaking at a series of events, both virtually and in person next year. Um, you can always have a look at the Planet Pledge website, which is wfaplanetpledge.org. Um, that's where you'll see all the latest events, um, articles, blogs, etc., on sustainable marketing 2030. If you're a brand owner, I'd encourage you to sign up to the WFA Planet Pledge. Um, to sign up to the pledge, you're asked to be a signatory of Race to Zero and encourage your marketing supply chain to do the same, to commit to improving the capability of your people when it comes to the sustainability agenda, to use your, uh, your brand to drive more sustainable behaviours, and to commit to reinforcing um, a trustworthy marketing environment. So, you know, Planet Pledge Signatories, we come together once a quarter, something called the Leaders Forums, and it's in these sessions that we're really starting to unpack some of the key levers. So that's, uh, from the WFA, WFA perspective, I'd say that's what people should do if they want to know more, but Oslam uh, can probably speak to the Kantar piece of this. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I would say, first of all, go to Kantar and WFA website, indeed, to download the reports. And there are also recordings on YouTube of the various discussions we've had in Cannes and in different conferences that that would be, you know, good. Attend the webinar, stay close to us and book a session with us. Seriously, I mean, we are more than happy to come in and, and, and talk to your leadership about the framework and jointly have a discussion about the challenges. Uh, really, both Jonathan and I are really open to the idea. Brilliant. Thank you. So, so this podcast is called Sustainable Futures. Where next for the Planet Pledge and Sustainable Marketing 2030? Um, and how do you see its role in helping create a, a sustainable future? I don't know. Michelle, do you want to take that first? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. Good question, Jonathan. So I think what I hear from our community and also sense in the, you know, the broader ecosystem is that the what is pretty clear. You know, the science is clear, that the task at hand is clear. And what I'm hearing very loudly is what we need now is the how. Um, for me, Sustainable Marketing 2030 and its framework can really help marketing leaders and their organisations in the how. And I think if people are able to embrace that framework holistically, then these levers of change really can help provide you know, that framework for transformation. And we know the brief isn't easy, true transformation never is, because it does call for us to put down some of the mindsets, the ways of doing and being that we've used for decades. But, you know, we've been in similar situations before. And, you know, Oslam touched on this earlier, how, you know, what we're facing in 
the sustainable transformation agenda is analogous to the digital revolution, which you know did absolutely reshape the way we communicate, the way we connect externally and internally, and the way that we consume. So I think the invitation here is that if we can view the climate crisis through the same lens, then we can really begin to appreciate its potential to drive change. So for me, I think sustainable marketing 2030 really begins to show how transforming products, services and business models to align with a more sustainable growth and consumption paradigm will really help marketing to be part of the solution to the climate crisis. So I guess what's left to me is to add to that, you know, the brilliant, let's say, guidance. Um, so in the end, we want sustainable marketing to be really the definitive guide or living playbook. Uh, maybe rather than definitive, I think the word is really the, the living playbook of what and how of sustainable marketing, right? And, and that's quite a big task, of course, right, to focus on all of the levers. So... Uh, we also in Kantar have been choiceful and we have been working on radical innovation and creativity into action pillars, didn't we, uh, Jonathan? So uh, to really uh, sketch an offer on how we can bring different parties actually to help clients on their challenges around radical innovation. And why do I mention radical innovation? Because of the word radical. It's a step-by-step -step approach. And I think the first step is, yes, think circular, et cetera, but how? Just think radical. Take one radical action. If you're a senior marketer or a CMO, I, I would call everyone to think of one radical action that they will take in 2024. And, and what is that, that, is, that you're going to be differently and radically? And, and, and that's what we are going to focus on in the coming periods, uh, basically, and, and provide... Uh, more in-depth case studies and guidance as well in terms of how to activate around that idea. Great, thank you both. So I think as, you, as you've both described, you know, we need that sort of radical thinking in order to affect the transformation that we all need to see and that marketers around the world really want to embrace. So I want to thank you both for your time. Thank you for listening today. This is the first, as I say, the introduction to a mini-series which will go into in more detail each of those five levers where we'll have guests um, both from the uh, from corporates uh, and also those who we're partnering with to provide solutions. So hopefully you'll join us for those. But thank you again for, for listening in today. It has been a joy. Thank you. Thanks, Jonathan. You have been listening to Sustainable Futures, Cantor's sustainability podcast. I hope our episode gave you new insights on the intersection between brands, people, and social and environmental sustainability. Join us next time and continue to learn how marketing can create a fairer, greener future. And don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast platform for new content coming soon.